Good morning, folks. Welcome back to the NWO Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Graff. With me, co-host, Dan Norton. Hello. And uh, let's get into it. So, uh, first, Dan, would you like to talk about our league update? All right. So, this week is our very first week of playoffs. Uh, I am the number one overall first buy. Uh, ben is number two. In my playoff bracket, we have Dave Gilo versus Greg with Greg a projected 94.88. And Alex, in your bracket, you are facing the other Dave in our league. And right now, what hurts you is the injury and OBJ being ruled out this week. And now it's pretty much a toss on 104-103 for you. And overall, the Sacco Award uh, for the worst player in our league goes between our commissioner, the other Dan, and Ryan. With Dan, luckily, he was smart enough to start Derrick Henry, who got for him 47 points this week, and versus Ryan. So Ryan is a heavy favored to win the Sacco Award for worst overall fantasy player uh, by losing 75 to 123 according to projections. So... There Man, you go. That that was that was a very lucky play with Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, no one. Some people had very few people started him in the league. I think it, the overall was. Um, let's see here, players. Well, I know on the internet. Everyone was kind of laughing and making fun of people. If you played Derrick Henry, chances are you weren't in the playoffs this year. <laughs> Yeah, he was only started in 15% of leagues, and he was only owned in about 57% of ESPN leagues. So, did nothing. That sounds about right. Yeah, he did nothing all year long. I think his previous high was 17 points versus New England Week 10, and then all of a sudden he explodes for uh, running back game of the year with Four touchdowns, 238 yards on 17 attempts. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I will say, uh, Hogan seems to have the best luck picking uh, guys that explode and then have terrible seasons <laughs> the rest of their careers. Yeah. Though Henry's been around for a while. So, yeah, he has. All right. All right. So, that's our league. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not all that concerned. You know, he does have Samuels, but according to uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Samuels is going to get the uh, share with um. Can't remember his name now. Uh, Ridley, Stephen Ridley. But and also, uh, really quickly to that news, it sounds like Connor's going to miss multiple games. Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, into the news for the NFL, we got Cream Hunt, who probably faces more than the six-game suspension. But on to that end, teams are still, you know, 
remaining in contact with him now that he's a free agent. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes next year, but I wouldn't expect him for most of the season. And uh, the other news is uh, Green Bay fired Mike McCarthy. Yeah. After their week 13 loss. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think that was just kind of a started to fray him and Aaron Rodgers started to fray a few year or two ago. And that just went sideways fast. So, yeah, they really have not been doing good this year at all. No. And like I said, they still have the same record as the Browns. So who would have thunk that? (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get into the projections. We've got the Jets versus the Bills, with the Bills being uh, four-point favorites. Do we really care about anyone here? Uh, I mean, look, Sean McCoy is always good, at least for a flex play, just because he's their number one running back, and Josh Allen's again, has accuracy issues. He has accuracy issues, but he's definitely, I mean, if you're looking for a stream, he might get you uh, some points by rushing. So, yeah, I wouldn't rule him out as a, a terrible QB. I mean, I think he's like the second yeah, then, rusher on the year so far. Yeah, for QB-wise. Yeah. And uh, with Robbie Anderson out for the Jets side, I Jermaine Curse and uh, Quincy Nunwa are probably... If you need a wide receiver, I'd I'd pick those over. Well, Zay Jones is going to be a good play too. Yeah, yeah Zay Jones is is the Bills' deep threat, and Josh Allen, if anything, has a cannon for an arm. So that might be Zay Jones is probably your definition of a boomer bust. He's either going to break off a big play for a touchdown or nothing. So yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, I don't really care about any of the tight ends. Right. Yeah, tight ends, this, tight ends this year and overall in general have been, unless you have the big three or four, you're slim picking, then who's yeah. going to get what? All right, moving on to Panthers and Browns. We are even, Dan, which is weird to say. Yeah, this, that's, yeah, it is. Well, I think part of that is getting into uh, the Panthers. I mean, you have Cam Newtons, who's always can he's always a threat to run or throw, but I don't know how much running he's going to do with a hurt shoulder. I think he's going to try to get down quickly and not try to take the hits that he has in past runs. Um, Dude, he is Christian been, McCaffrey is always a beast. Like he's been murdering it this year. And But the one thing... Yeah, he has. The one thing to note, though, is on the defensive side of things, the Browns that Denzel Ward has been ruled out with a concussion. Um, So the number one receiver right now um, between DJ Moore, Torrey Smith, uh, is actually going to get covered by uh, Mitchell, the QB or the DB for the Browns that are going to come back this year, uh, who broke his wrist in, I believe, week two. And was sent on the IR. That said, um, no Denzel Ward. So 
the passing game might open up a little bit for the Panthers, but the big throw, the big play for the Panthers. Uh, Duke Christian Johnson McCaffrey. was questionable all week, but got confirmed Friday that he is playing for uh, the Sunday, which is good news for me because I was hoping that Nick Chubb wasn't going to be like the sole focus of defense because I need him to score me some points. Um, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway. I think that's just a, th- you know, just a, a toss up on what's going to happen. I think Jarvis Landry has a ser- serious amount of snap, uh, snap counts or snot counts for all of those who heard that. Um, I mean, he, though, I think last week he finally started picking up in double digits again. So it is. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield ever since, uh, they fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, uh, has always been a streaming play. And one thing to note is, uh, Carolina has given up the second most QB fantasy points per game since week nine, which so conveniently happens to be the week that they fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. So if you're looking for a streaming option, even on Baker Mayfield's badly week last week, he still got 15 points, which is a QB. You pretty much want 20 points as a floor, but um, he's looking to bounce back. So I expect that to be a good streaming option Excellent. for this week. Moving on to Green Bay at Falcons with the Green Bay being five-point favorite or uh, Falcons at Green Bay. I apologize with Green Bay being five-point favorites. Um, I mean, with them firing their head coach, it'll be interesting to see how Green Bay, Green Bay does. Um. And they're at home. So, I mean, honestly, you're really going to start Aaron Rodgers probably if you need a waiver, you know, if you need a streaming option. Aaron Jones is a good play. I don't know if I would touch the wide receivers at all. Um, but uh, from the Falcon side, Matt Ryan, he's been doing all right. But Julio Jones is always a, a really good play. I'd probably avoid Tevin Coleman. And Iota Smith, but if you have to play him, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, Austin Hooper's probably a good play. He's been getting yeah. he's been getting some targets, like four or five, which is pretty much what you want in a tight end, unfortunately. But I think he was averaging. Let me pull up his stats. He was averaging. He's averaging 8.7 yards per carry, which is decent. So, anything you want to mention? Not really. I mean, Hunter Henry uh, seems to be like all tight ends where it really just comes down to red zone targets for tight ends because uh, they tend to be on the taller side of things and they're wide receiver counterparts. So it, it all comes down to, uh, pretty much to who's going to be in the red zone more for either Jimmy Graham or Austin Hooper this for this game. 
All right, moving on to Ravens and Chiefs with the Ravens at the Chiefs. So Chief and Chiefs are six point five favorites, which is interesting. I thought that'd be a little bit higher, but you know, the Ravens have a great I, defense. I think this is only as low as it is, is because even though the Ravens, that's going to come down. So Joe Flacco is healthy now. Um, he still has the hip thing, but he's been, he's not listed as out. So either Joe Flacco or, uh, Lamar Jackson, they said it's going to be a game dead decision on who starts. Um, but I think the reason why this is so close is because the chiefs defense is horrendous. Um, their bottom half, if not bottom quarter of the league in defense and the only reason why the Chiefs are so good this year is because their offense can put up 50 points a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Joe Flacco plays, I'll be... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the so the reason why the Ravens this, this week are so questionable is because the two QBs between Flacco and Jackson are so opposite Jackson. When Jackson plays, their running game is going to be strong. The Ravens running game is going to be strong, but at the same, um, and not pass as much. So that'll take a, it'll help Gus Edwards and Dixon out, but it'll hurt the wide receivers. Whereas if Joe Flacco plays, plays, it'll be the opposite of that where Joe Flacco, he's not going to run the ball. He hates to run the ball and Gus Edwards might not be in trouble, but they also didn't use Gus Edwards the first part of the year when Flacco was playing. So now that Gus Edwards has kind of exploded along with Jackson, whether he'll slide back or they'll continue to use him if Flacco plays will be worth watching. It just sucks that it happens to be week one of playoffs uh, for if you have any Ravens on your team. Well, it also sucks that it's game time decision. Yeah. I mean, with it being a game time decision, I I wouldn't want to play any of them. Because you're right, if they do go with Lamar Jackson, the run game is definitely going to be, you know, know, be given a boost. And I wouldn't want to trust Gus Edwards if he's not, if Flacco is playing. So I, I personally wouldn't touch anyone on the Ravens team. Just because you, I think Ed, I, th- I think Edwards might be okay as a flex, just because he's kind of taken over the uh, the workhorse type of role for running back for Ravens, so he might be worth a flex spot, uh, regardless on who starts. But until they declare one way or the other, the Ravens are just kind of questionable. Yeah, uh, on the Chiefs side, on the Chiefs. The- the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, you can't yeah. really. I know. Uh, uh, they, Calvin Benjamin is. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say Calvin Benjamin, even though they just picked him out, he's been ruled out. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. Um, but he did start practicing with them Friday. So, and I think they really picked him up to sit behind Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins isn't expected to play either this week. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Uh... It'll be interesting, is because both those players, both those receivers are out. If they're going to actually double team Tyreek Hill, which, if you're a defense down, you're not double teaming Tyreek Hill. It'll be interesting, but um, on why you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, but 
They might. Uh, have they said? Uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say. I just. I was gonna say. <laughs> you go. All right. Um, have they said what Spencer Ware's role is going to be? Is he going to be the uh, the workhorse back, or are they going to do running back by committee? You know, I I've heard it both ways at the moment, but I don't I haven't read one way or another that the Chiefs. I, I think they're really I think looking to see how Ware's going to play out. You know, because if he does really well, then I I don't see why they wouldn't make him a feature back. But if he's just you know maybe low end RB one, high end RB two, I they might do running back by committee. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to remember, before they even got Cream Hunt, because you have to remember, Cream Hunt's only a, in his sophomore campaign this year because he was a rookie last year, and along with Patrick Mahomes. And it's Spencer Ware, in his own right, is a pretty good running back. So for him to become that feature back would not surprise me to, if they use him as the same as Kareem Hunt. Um. But there's going to be some watching. We'll find out pretty quickly on yeah. how they're going to use Sprint's aware. I mean, it's was he got 14 attempts last week against Oakland with only 47 yards. With you know, that's 3.4 yards an average, which is not it's not very good. But they have uh, the Ravens. Ah, Oakland. Has been a very, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that statement, Dan. <laughs> Oakland's been very yes. generous to opposing offenses. Yes. So, it, it, I mean, it was disappointing, but on the other hand, you know, you're more or less now starting, and I'm sure everyone was targeting him as far as the defense was concerned. But. Let's move on to the Patriots and Dolphins at Dolphins with New England being 7.5 favorites. There's not really much to say here. If I were the Dolphins, I don't know. Kenyon Drake's about. Maybe Ken. Yeah, I was going to say Kenyon Drake's about the only one I'd consider playing from the Dolphins side. I'm not. Dolphins have not been great this year. They started off real nice, but I think they've uh, kind of lost their energy. Agreed. Is there anyone uh, then the wide receivers on the Patriots side that you'd you know more interested in? I mean, Julian Edelman, obviously, but do you think Gort Josh is going to get some uh, more snaps or? Uh, I think Josh Gordon, I mean, he's slowly been increasing his rapport with Tom Brady. I mean, if you look back over the season, I mean, the second half of the season since about, I mean, he had a hundred game week for Chicago, 130 versus Green Bay. Uh, last week he had 58 versus Minnesota, but he did have a touchdown. I mean, I think as their ramp, like, the page, it seems that Josh Gordon is getting better the more and longer he's with Tom Brady. So I think he's going to be probably a flex play, I would say, this week, just because 
him and Tom Brady are getting better and better rapport overall, and he is their deep threat. So that that's always a, a plus side for them. And to get a deep threat with Tom Brady isn't really uh, not quite the Randy Moss year, but uh, it, it'll be uh, yeah. worth watching. And I, I would say flex play right. probably. Yeah, for Josh I, I mean, Gordon. for the snap count, he's averaging around 54. Yeah, we'll give it 53 for the last four weeks, excluding the bye, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. And then Gronk is Gronk. And if he's, you know, if he's healthy, he's fantastic. Although he's slid this year a little bit, but. That's if he's healthy. Um, showing his age. And I know he totally learned. Yeah, he is definitely. I don't think he's showing his age. I think he's showing his wear and tear. That's fair. Because, yeah, because Gronk, I mean, he's, he's only, he's 29, which if you look back on like Tony Gonzalez, like when Tony Gonzalez, how old he was, when he retired, Antonio Gates is for some reason still in the league, but he's still doing a solid work. And, you know, so I, he's definitely, Gronk is definitely showing his wear and tear. And one thing to watch and later in the season is, I mean, if the Patriots do lock him up, they're not one to start to sit people if they've got stuff locked up, but I don't know if Gronk's going to be that exception or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he plays out next year. Because mm-hmm. I know he's he's already he's talked retirement this past off season, so it'll be. I guess it just depends on how the season will end for him. If he ends the season, you know, injured again, he might just retire because uh, his body can't take it anymore. I mean, he already wears that. <laughs> he already wears that robotic arm thing on his every week anyway, so. All right, on his arm. Saints and Bucks, or Saints at Bucks, with Saints being nine point five favorites. Um, you know, there's not much to say here, really. Jameis Winston's a good play. Mike Evans is a good play. Adam Humphreys is a good play because Deshaun's out. Cameron Braith's probably a good play. So one thing to note is with this last quarter of the season underway or, you know, into it is that it's worth noticing that some of these teams might be moving on from their QBs. Cause I know James Winston, uh, according to some mock drafts I've seen might have, they might be moving on from him next year. So that'll be interesting to watch this offseason because they have good receivers and Mike Evan, Adam Humphreys has come on strong this season. I know Deshaun Jackson is out, but he can be a deep play threat threat. Cameron Brate's coming on. Uh, Peyton Barber has come out, has uh, come out of nowhere to be their number one running back. So they have weapons, but I don't know yeah, if well, they'll uh, move on from Jameis Winston next year or not. So, but for the, for, for yeah, for today, you know it's going to be shootout because the the Bucks definitely don't have the same defense the Cowboys did last week. So I think the Saints are going to be coming on strong because they got not embarrassed last week, but definitely shut down by the upset, Cowboys. So they're going to be 
Yeah, I definitely expect a high-scoring game. Yeah. Not, not, you know, not talking 50 points here, but high 30s, low 40s, I would hope, I, I am hopeful for, at least from the Saints, but mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, Gi- Giants, yep. at- go ahead. What are your, what are you? Sorry, uh, in this game, what are your thoughts on Traquan Smith of the Saints? Because I couldn't get her. I I picked him up and then I dropped him. And I know in our league, um, somebody else. I was gonna say he's definitely bounced around hands a couple Uh, times. Oh, he's a free agent early. Okay. Because, like, one game, like, he, he, I mean, he, I can't, like I said, I couldn't get a read from him. The week 11 versus Philadelphia, 157 yards and touchdown. And then he goes silent the next two weeks with zero points to zero points. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that then, was his best game right there against the Eagles. Um, but I think I think a lot of that had to do with, because I think uh, Michael Thomas got injured that game. Uh, I mean, I, he looks like he's a red zone target, and that's how they're playing yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't mm-hmm. trust him too much, because you know, Michael Thomas is definitely um, the the favorite for Breeze, and I think that reports there. But I mean, if you're looking for, you know, I mean, he he's a great rookie. I mean, you can't argue that with ten receptions at 157 yards. I mean, I I think once that rapport gets better with Breeze, mm-hmm. I, I would just, they might start you know, offering some more targets to him. But I'd have to go back and, and kind of watch some of his highlights to see how he handles breaking open and everything to really Yeah, you just wish you would when it comes to fantasy, consistency is always the key. And he's just not consistent. So right now, if, if your gut's telling you to play him, I would play him. But again, he, he's... I would agree with that. Looks to be another definition of that boomer bust type of label. Uh, Giants at Redskins, with the Giants being three-point favorites. So OBJ is out uh, for quad. Um, quad injury. And Colt McCoy's out on the Redskins, so Mark Sanchez is up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Butt Fumble himself. Although it's kind of funny, last week it came full circle yeah. when he recovered a fumble with his butt. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you yeah, have the Giants I defense. I would agree with that. Um, uh, that's Josh probably Dox a good start. questionable. Um. I would not. Oh, uh, he's a game time decision. I'm. Pro- I would probably suspect he's not going to play. Um. But honestly, any of those wide receivers, I probably wouldn't care to pick up, anyways. Yeah, and then if they. 
if I were the Giants, I would stack the box and beg you, beg Mark Sanchez to beat him throwing. So in that regard, I know Adrian Peterson has had a solid year, um, but the Giants' defense, like I said, is probably going to just stack the box and beg him to throw. In that regard, you yeah, might he did, see he did really good a last good week game too. from Jordan Reed. Um, in the fact that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan Reed is one of those receivers that are tight ends that he's a really good receiver, not so much a blocker. So, and he's got, and he's athletic enough to be a receiving court uh, tight end. Cause there's, I know in the past years, he has been one of those, when he's healthy, he's yeah. a top three, top well, and four to, tight end. Kind of add on to that. But the he's trick is staying healthy. four receptions for 83 so, targets this year with Five hundred and fifty-eight yards, which is averaging about ten point three yards per carry. Which you know, if you look at Josh Doxson, he's got thirty-five receptions for sixty-one targets and three hundred and eighty-five yards with eleven yards per average. So, I mean, they both have two touchdowns each, mm-hmm. but Jordan Reed definitely seems to be their primary target when it comes to receptions. Um, you know, it, mm-hmm. if you need a streaming or a, a flex option, Corey Coleman on the giant side, because OBJ is out, it's probably gonna be a good play. Uh, but, but Sterling Shepard is definitely going to get a majority of the carries I would suspect mm-hmm. or Evan Ingram, but take, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And then Saquon Barkley, he's just a beast. (laughs) But, I don't know, we'll see how that all plays out, too. Yeah. Uh, Colts at the Texans, with Houston being 4.5 favorites. Um, The Colts side, Marlon Mack, Luck. T.Y. Hilton got confirmed to play today. Uh, Eric Ebron's going to be, with Jack Doyle being on IR, he's going to be a great play too. Uh, though the Texan defense has been pretty good this year. But. Yeah, it'll all come down to the protection against Luck. Historically, they have allowed Luck to get killed on the offensive line. Um, so I think this might actually, if they can protect Locke, this might actually be a shootout because yeah, Locke has come on a pretty better strong the past few streaming weeks. option for um, sure. Yeah, I mean he's right in most ESPN leagues. He's they he's ranked number five. So with the exception of last week versus Jacksonville where he only, he had zero touchdowns and one interceptions. I mean, before that and week two versus Washington, I mean, his floor has been 22 points. So that's two touchdowns and interception and like 300 yards. So he's actually been pretty good in the last three weeks. I mean, he's since week four, with the exception of last week, again, since week four, yeah, and you Andrew Luck has thrown at least three touchdown passes in each one of his games, including and 
and uh, in week four versus Houston, uh, even though this was in Indianapolis, week four versus Houston, he four, he threw 464 yards, four touchdowns, a pick, and to get 43 points in standard. And so this is going to be a shootout, I think, as long as they can keep luck upright. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Hilton, I mean, his favorite target, Hilton, uh, has been confirmed to play. I mean, you're going to have, I think you're going to have with the Texans pass rush of J.J. Watt and um, Jadavian Clowney. I mean, Marlon Mack or Naheem Himes are going to be part of the passing game with checkdowns and screens. So if you're half point PPR, PPR, I think Naheem Himes is the better pass rusher or pass catcher. Of the two running backs, uh, if you're in either one of those leagues, but standard, I mean, this is going to be Marlon Max, their number one yeah, running back. I mean, because but, it's in Houston, I think that um, I think expect this to like, be a I think higher scoring degrees, game than most people think. Expected for the uh, pregame time, which is a lot better than you know a couple of the other games out there. Like I know the Browns, I think the highs today is supposed to be in the 30s, low 30s. So. I mean, that would also affect whether or not passing game is going to be preferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bengals and ch- at Chargers. Was the Chargers a 15-point favorite? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But I mean, other than Melvin Gordon, who um, everyone's thinking he's going to play next week. I mean, everyone here is doing pretty good on on the Charger side of things. I think Philip Rivers is going to be a great play because you are going against the, the Bengals have had a terrible defense mm-hmm. pretty much all around. Oh, yeah. They've had a terrible defense. Yeah, and with Jeff Driscoll throwing, and I t- we talked last week about him being Mr. Florida and stuff like that, but the Chargers' defense is actually decent, yeah. so it's not like he's throwing against a bad defense. And I just saw why this I, – I just saw why the point spread is so high. Uh, AJ a. Green Malone's for the Bengals is on IR. John Ross, Tyler uh, Boyd, Andy and Dalton's on IR. Erickson. Uh, Yeah, so, again, I think this might be one of those games where Joe Mixon's pretty talented and Uzma's not bad, but at the same time, I think the Chargers, I mean, Joe with Joey Bosa coming on strong, I think they're going to stack the box and allow their pass rush to try to yeah, get which is not good news to Jeff me. Driscoll and beg Jeff Mixon Driscoll though, to, beg, to beat them nope. throwing the ball. So will be some nice breakaways, but I'm not expecting much out of him. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing I will say about the Chargers, though, with Melvin Gordon out and could play next week, I know last week Austin Eckler got 49 snaps to Justin Jackson's 14 snaps. That said, I've 
I think they might balance that out a little bit more. I think Austin Eckler is definitely the play, but if you were no, to I mean, flex he's, he's Justin Jackson almost in the, yards because you know, your carry, team is thin or anything like that, that wouldn't you know, be a bad call. That's either. exactly what you want in running back. I mean, he's he, he's getting eight like his longest yard, his longest run is twenty yards, which isn't all that good, but you know, averaging eight yards per carry opposed to. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's, I think his highest average was seven yards a carry. It's not very good. So I, I do think, I do see them balancing it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely still, I, I see them balancing it out. And I, I would agree with you that Justin Jackson's probably. Seven yards a carry is still good. But... You know, either a good flex play, if not a better play than Austin Eckler, in my opinion. Um, everyone else on the Charger side is, you know, I, I think a good play. It, it, well, Keenan Allen's definitely going to be your must start. Uh, Travis Benjamin and Terrell Williams are definitely flex options, but I don't. I'd probably still pick Travis Benjamin over Terrell Williams if you need to flex someone from the the Chargers side. Uh, Broncos at the 49ers with Denver being 3.5 favorites. Yeah, 49ers are in a, their offensive line is in some serious disarray at the moment. With um, Abrita out and Raheem Mostard is on IR, so that leaves pretty much Alfred Morris being their only running back. Uh, and Pierre Garçon being out. Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis are probably... I mean, if you need someone to stream, Goodwin over Pettis. Or... Yeah, but the one thing with San Francisco, though, is that they do have a running back, Jeff Wilson Jr., who literally in this week with Breda out, and as well as... Uh, Raheem Mozart, uh, Mostert, uh, I can't say his name, uh, with them both out, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. went from 0% owned to 73% owned in, in ESPN leagues. So uh, I think he, wow. I mean, last week he wrapped, uh, he racked up 61 yards, 15 carries. But the thing with to note is eight catches for 73 yards on nine targets. So, yeah, um, you know, him from the backfield, you know, even when, even if Breda comes out later in playoff, in the playoff weeks for fantasy leagues, Wilson's not a half point PPR PPR. Wilson's not really, he's still in there, I think in the mix. So they might. The thing to note is with the 49ers not being in and playoff Kittle's a good play, too, if you need a, a tight end. I think depending on how the severity of Brady's thing, they might want to see what Wilson can do. As far as uh, so rankings that's go. worth noting. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely see why um, Denver is the favorited yeah. here. Uh, Casey Keenum... He's been, 
I mean, he might be a good streaming play this week. Um, I think Cortland Sutton's a good, good flex option. I picked him up in my league. I think he'll actually do better than Jarvis Landry. That's the general consensus, I think, too, this year or this week. Yeah. So those are the only two people I'd probably be playing from the Denver side. Mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's a and, uh, just the start. Kittle is ranked start fourth uh, for this week over Rob Gronkowski. Put that in perspectives for you guys. Um, I don't really care about anyone else on this team, on either of these teams. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles at Cowboys with Dallas being 3.5 favorites. Um, you know. I think this is all about trending. I think Cowboys are trending up. Eagles are trending down. Yeah, that's um, that is for sure. Looks like the Super Bowl when and, uh, uh, or in a uh, hangover right now Lance this year. Still trying to figure out things how so Golden, Golden be... Tate's can play out. I mean, he's definitely Tate's trending upwards with the snap count, but right now it's still 50-50 more or less between Jeffries and Aguilar. And their run game is not very good. Uh, but Wendell Smallwood has been back for a little bit, so Corey Clement has definitely been downgraded to an, mm-hmm. I would almost say an RB3. Um, Dak Prescott, go ahead. No, I agree. I mean, Ertz is, as I say, Ertz is one of your, um, top three, I guess, week tight end and project in, uh, starts only behind Kelsey. So it's, Ertz is your, your one solid on that because even, on QBs, I mean, Wentz is only really ranked. I mean, Wentz is ranked twentieth. So, to to give you a clue that he Wentz is that not is the sure. must start QB he was last um, year before he got on the, hurt. On the Cowboys side, Dak's going to be a good start. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott's a must start always. I think Amari Cooper has now been bumped up to a must start. Uh, I mean, just the. Yeah, he's re- yeah he's really found his rhythm. I think he's he's definitely building a rapport with Dak Prescott, um, and that's only going to get better as the season goes on. I mean, I know uh, Mari Cooper didn't do so good last week, but I think that was just circumstantial. Steelers at Raiders with Steelers being ten point favorites. Uh. Well, honestly, I'm not surprised whatsoever. I mean, if you're the if you have anyone on the Raiders, I just feel for, sorry for you, Jared Cook. I mean, he's got talent, but uh, the Raiders have given up on themselves. So I think it's time that other people do do yeah, too. Doug Martin so, is expected to play though. Uh, the Raiders are I mean, just questionable at the moment, but everyone's kind of expecting him to play. But I really would. 
that said, their offense, yeah, their offensive line isn't. Even if Doug Martin yeah. does play, their offensive uh, line Cook is, is definitely the only person good. on that team I would play. Um, we talked about James Conner a little bit. So uh, Samuels is expected to play, and it just got confirmed that he is going to receive a majority of the snap count over Stephen Ridley, which sucks for me because I'm playing Samuels in both leagues. Um, but that said, though, I mean, he's definitely he's not. I don't think he's going to be a James Conner type of player. Yeah, I think this this is I think the way I would see this game playing out is that they're going to in the first half of the game. I the, the Steelers are going to win this game, I think for sure, which is why they're a 10-point favorite. And I think what they're going to do is that they're the first half is going to be 50-50. So again, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster are also and Big Ben are very solid starts. Um and for the second half of the game, I think they're going to build a comfortable lead. Raiders aren't going to do anything because the Steelers' defense is pretty good. And the Raiders, I, how Derek Carr is not hurt yet this season is beyond me because he, he's on the ground more often than not and or than he should be. And so the second half of this game, I think, is just going to be a ground and pound to waste clock. So look. Like if they said Samuels is going to get the bulk of the carries, that's going to be a solid play because the second half of the game is just going to be yeah, he, ground and pound. No, that's all right. I mean, he is only expected to be. So. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> he's expected. Uh, he's ranked twenty three this week. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Lions at Cardinals with right. uh, the Lions being a three-point uh, favorite. Uh, with the Cardinals being home, expect Larry Fitzgerald to pull a decent game. Um, David Johnson is a solid play. I would not play Josh Rosen. Uh Lions, Matt Stafford. Go ahead. No. I was going to say with the Cardinals, Christian Kirk is now on the IR. So I don't know if they're going to yeah. double Larry Fitzgerald or not. Um, For the Lions, I mean, uh, to double Larry Fitzgerald. Because J.J. Nelson, I mean... He's okay, but Christian Kirk was their up and coming youngster, so you know it'll it'll be interesting how they make the Detroit makes that play if they're just gonna say stack the box against David Johnson or and have Josh Rosen throw it, or they're just gonna say, hey, we're just gonna double Larry, take your passing a game game away, um. And see what David Johnson can do because he's he hasn't been yeah the same as his I mean, one break. Now that they've stopped running him up the middle, I think rest, David so. Johnson will see more out of him. Um, but 
I, yeah, Cardinals are not looking good at all this year. Uh, Lions, Matthew Stafford is expected to play. I know he's questionable right now, but everyone, uh, you know, the general consensus is he's expected to play. Um, but it'll probably be a game time update. Uh, I would not even touch Matt Cassell. You know, yeah, Matt Castle. Cassell, Castle, whatever. Castle. Can't pronounce his name. <laughs> you know, um, carry-ons out, so that leaves you with LeGarrette Blunt and Theoretic, which we kind of talked about briefly last week. Flex plays at best. Uh, Bruce Ellington is questionable. But I think that's going to be a game-time decision as well. So I wouldn't expect him to play. But on the other hand, Kenny Galladay definitely seems to be their starting wide receiver. And honestly, he's the only good play on that side too. This is going to be a very low-scoring game, I suspect. Yeah, but that's I like Kenny Gall- um, Galladay because I mean he's been around the league. I mean not around the league, but you know he's got he's not a rookie. I mean he's. Um, I mean a lot of people like him in this game, and I do too. So, because I mean, he's done. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his stuff. So, I mean, overall ranked, he's the 18th receiver in the in ES in standard leagues this year. I mean, he's done the past few weeks. I mean, yeah, he's disappeared like one or two games where he's only had like less than three receptions. But I mean, the past four weeks, he's gotten a minimum of 50 yards. Um, if he gets a touchdown, that can increase that. He's had eight plus targets in each of his past eight games, which is always good for a receiver. Um, that said, I mean, because he is their number one receiver, the Bears and the Rams have shut him down. But he is going up against Patrick Peterson this week. But you know, he he is a good touchdown target, so I would right. definitely. I like him in this game, despite being uh, Rams facing Patrick Bears. So this is going to be a cold game. Rams are three-point favorites, though. Um, Mitch Trubisky is expected to play. Um, though I'm not looking forward to anyone on the Bears' offensive line. Um, Jordan Howard has been not so good. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, it'll if if yeah, I am kind of worried because if this turns out to be a uh, a ground and pound game because of the weather, uh, you are going to be having Aaron Donald and Sue up the middle, um, facing the the Bears. So yeah. that's not promising. Pretty much, and then on the other side you have Except for maybe the Rams, Tyler and the Rams, and but once again, anyone's pretty much good. Tight ends. <laughs> and I've, I've 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 officially dropped Trey Burton. I'm over him. Yeah, he's shunned me too many times. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's the only tight end I got <laughs> in our league. So it'll be. 
interesting. Yeah. Hopefully he can do something. Red zone touchdown. And that's it for Sunday but games. Buy, so On to Monday, Vikings <laughs> at Seahawks. Seattle being three-point favorites. Um, yeah, and Russell Wilson will probably be... I like Russell Wilson over Cousins. Um, having said that, though, Cousins does have Thielen. Mm-hmm. And Diggs. Um, and Diggs. I don't see. Yeah, I think that's going to be a game time decision, but I don't see him playing. Um. Then Rashad Penny is also questionable, uh, but I think that's also come down to another game time decision. But even if he does play, I don't see it being relevant. This game is going to be pretty low scoring and kind of boring, I would suspect. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Because honestly, if this game, to that regard, if this game was flipped where it was Seahawks at Vikings, I think the Vikings would be a three point favorite. So it's. I think this game is more likely a push, like you said, and then be kind of on the lower scoring side of things. That said, it's still probably going to be somewhere in the 20s, so you might get a touchdown here and there, or they could just Um, just kick a whole bunch of people. I I think that's it. (laughs) Is there anything else we'd, we'd like to talk about? Yep. Mm, not like I said earlier. Um, I think the the QBs are going to be. Uh, I think Jacksonville um, has moved on, like you uh, said earlier, from Bortles. I think they're going to be looking for a QB in next year's draft. Um, so that's worth noting, and because this this is the time of year where a lot of teams that aren't in the playoffs are going to see what they have rather than it, it, I know this is next year, but if you're in a keeper league, you might want to pay attention to that. It's like, Hey, I have a running back that, you know, like in um, San Francisco where they have Brita, but they also have Wilson is a rookie that's coming on strong. So this might be the time of the year where, some of the younger players are getting more looks at. So it's worth, even if a team's not in the playoff hunt, like the Niners or Oakland or whatever, it's, it's see how teams are starting to use them. So that way, if you are in a keeper league, like what we are, it, you can maybe pick up a rookie, this who's a rookie, who's a rookie this year. And then yeah, and, um, and to that point, I maybe think, use them as a keeper you know, next year. If you don't have any other solid ends, keepers uh, on your we'll, team. We'll talk about some of those rookies to pick up and some of the other people to keep an eye out for and, and who's possibly going to be, you know, getting traded or anything to that extent. But all right, folks, that's it. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Have yourselves a good weekend and good luck if you're in the playoffs.
right. Yeah, good luck.